right, folks, and welcome aboard. Philip Ward show on this Tuesday night. Now, we have some breaking news, actually, as we come on the air. So Dave Wasserman, uh, his own Twitter box biography reading, U.S. House editor of the nonpartisan Cook Political Report. Uh, you know, if you believe that's that's nonpartisan, then you do what you need to do. But anyway, though, because, uh, folks, I don't believe that anything is nonpolitical, apolitical, any. Uh, Anything that happens anymore throughout the country, and by the way, any news publication, I think is clearly slanted one way. Maybe sometimes you can't see it, obviously, but I always think that there is a a, a slight tint, a, a, a slight way that they spin things. I really do. Either way, pretty um, trustworthy when it comes to elections, though, as far as I'm concerned. So he just tweeted out, folks, about uh, 15 minutes here before we came on air tonight. Oh, by the way, by the way, let me give you the introduction before we get into what's going on right now. Today is the 820th day of slowing the spread. The Joe Unity, oh boy, and Joe Unity Biden, who, I mean, is just going from bad to worse to maybe worst president that we've ever seen. I mean, who in their right mind right now, any sane, rational American that has common sense, who would possibly think or would even try to formulate any arguments at all that things are going well in this country? Gas, the national average, up over $5 for a gallon of gas. Under Donald Trump, we are paying under $2. Biden inflation now up to 8.6%. Consumer sentiment index, even as propaganda news CNN talks about, is not good. We'll get into that momentarily. What is it that, truly, what is it that Joe Biden has done that has benefited the American people? There isn't a single action. There isn't a single policy. There isn't a single speech that Joe has given where you thought, you know what? Yeah, he actually sounds sane. He actually sounds like mentally he's all there. Cognitively, he's all there. Physically, he almost slipped last week. He almost, I told you folks, I believe on this program, he'll fall again before the end of his term. Oh, which by the way, let me get into it. That term now has 950 days left for all of us to endure. So before we get into Biden and another disastrous day for him, David Wasserman tweets this, quote, and by the way, election results are now coming in. Every time when it's election night, you know, we're trying to do the program, you get the AP news alert, you get uh, Reuters, you know, you get Fox News chimes in, propaganda news, CNN, they all come in, New York Post. But anyway, so he says, pro-impeachment congressman, that being Tom Rice, who voted to impeach Donald Trump. Why? Because he incited an insurrection, which now has totally been debunked. Because even Rachel Maddow herself was saying last Thursday, all these people that were listening to Donald Trump's speech, where he said, peacefully and patriotically, make your voices heard. Oh, well, oh my God, that's insurrection talk. You know, it wasn't like Donald Trump was saying things like, I don't know, let me see. Uh, maybe something like, you've released the whirlwind 
and you don't know what's going to hit you. Hmm, kind of like Charles E. Schumer was saying to Gorsuch and Kavanaugh. I don't know, you, you will pay the price. He was saying, no, 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 I think that's sort of a, is sort of uh, incitement talk. But no, Donald Trump, peacefully and patriotically make your voices heard. By the way, do you think every congressman or every senator who got a vote when it came to impeachment in the House or the Senate, that they read the whole entire speech? I remember specifically going through it on this program back in January of 2021. You know, and by the way, it, I, I think that every single elected representative should have done that. If you're going to make a vote on something, just kind of like the legislation that we see that gets passed, where you have 800 pages, sometimes even more than that, that you have that you literally get. Here you go. You get this dropped on you. Boom. Right in front of you on your desk. You have to read all of that or have your aides read all of it and then just vote on it within like hours it how does that ever make sense and i don't even think that that should be a, par, uh, a partisan issue i mean i think democrats and republicans should both be able to have legislation write legislation and then be able to say yes or no and it does it have to be 800 pages long and include all this pork and extra spending i don't believe so but maybe that's the conservative in me coming out Anyway, so Tom Rice, who's a supposed supposed to be a Republican, he's got his an R next to his name. Clearly, it stands for Rhino, not Republican. So he voted to impeach Donald Trump. Well, South Carolina's seventh district, David uh, Dave Wasserman says, "I've seen enough." That that's like his claim to fame. He always, I've seen enough. He says he boom. He makes the call. All right, pro impeachment Congressman Tom Rice has tonight lost. In South Carolina, 7th District, in the Republican primary to Russell Fry, who was, oh, go figure, endorsed by Donald Trump. Donald Trump's endorsement record, folks, I mean, is is really quite stunning. And it shows that the American people are very much attached to Donald Trump and attached to Donald Trump and his Make America Great Again, America First policies. Now, Congresswoman Nancy Mace she, you know, I, I really can't, I don't have a, a distinct, clear picture painted of her quite yet. Um, sometimes she seems conservative, sometimes she seems like a rhino. Either way, she is one. Now, um, Donald Trump actually endorsed Katie uh, Arrington. Arrington. Um, so she, uh, Nancy Mace has just right now uh, defeated her. That's in South Carolina's uh, first district. Um, so again, I, I don't even know at this point what Donald Trump's record is when it comes to endorsements. He had a few losses like that one here, but I mean, it, it, for the most part, it is just truly unbelievable, like I said. Anyway, uh, uh, as far as Tom Rice goes, well, he was the first of 10 House Republicans who voted to impeach Trump to lose a re-election bid. Again, the American people, and that, that what we just saw now and what we've seen with January 6th, it, it, it just shows that the American people are sick and tired of hearing about January 6th. They're sick and tired, and more importantly, they're sick and tired of the Democratic Party. They're sick and tired of one-party rule. They have full control of the House. They have full control of the Senate. 
They have full control of the White House. They also have full control of the fake White House set that Joe Unity Biden sits in. They will always have full control of the pathological, prolific, pathetic liars that we see daily in our mainstream media. And yet the American people are not seeing results. Everything that Joe Biden has done so far has been nothing short of a failure. Another, by the way, congressional race that's just been called in um, Texas's 34th district. Now listen to this, because this furthers the point that I'm making here, that the American people are sick of the Democratic Party. Ron, now, do not be fooled by the Republican uh, National Committee chairwoman. That is Ronna McDaniel. She omits from her name Ronna Romney McDaniel. Okay, do not go, I'm telling you right now, if you're a registered Republican, do not go all in on Ronna Romney McDaniel. Absolutely not, folks. She can be a rhino like that. What would you expect, by the way, from someone who's related to Mitt Romney? Either way, she's just tweeted out, quote, huge Republican, by the way, this really has nothing to do with her. I'm just using her tweet um, as an example. Huge Republican flip in Texas's 34th congressional district. An 80, listen to this, by the way, because we've been starting to see more and more of the Hispanic voters um, supporting Republicans, supporting Republican candidates. You want any more evidence, just take a look at this. An 84% Hispanic district that Democrats in 2020 won by 13.6 percentage points. Round that up by 14 points. Democrats won this district just two years ago, like under two years ago. Tonight, though, Myra Flores is her name. The Republican candidate has flipped that. I mean, that's pretty astonishing. And we saw this happen in Virginia when it came to Glenn Youngkin against Terry McAuliffe, who says parents, no, they shouldn't have any say at all in what kids are learning in, their, in schools. That probably wasn't the best statement to make. Terry McAuliffe is out. Glenn Youngkin is in. We saw almost the same exact thing happen in New Jersey when we had Jack Chitterella, who almost, I mean, very, very it was very, very close, almost defeat um, lockdown governor of New Jersey, Phil Murphy. I think if you put some more effort into that as far as Republicans go, but again, I mean, listen, I'm not faulting the Republican National Committee over that. You know, you can't really um, expect in blue as can be New Jersey to have a flip there, but I'll tell you folks, it almost happened. But anyway, so Myra Flores has just now flipped the 34th congressional district in Texas. And like I said, it's it all has to do with the Democratic Party being so off message, being so off base. The American people don't want to hear about January 6th anymore. Everyone had acknowledged that what happened on January 6th was terrible. Even if it was a setup, folks. Oh, Philip, you can't say that. Well, why not? Who's to say that George Soros didn't get on there? And uh, by the way, no one questions the timing of this happening. Right as Ted Cruz is objecting to the electoral votes, all of a sudden, this so-called insurrection begins. I mean, there's no. I remember Rush Limbaugh used to always say, "quote that there's no coincidences that happens in politics." 
And I, I still very much believe that now. But I, either way, even if it, even if, um, you know, I don't even know if you want to call them Trumps. I mean, obviously they were wearing the Trump gear and the Trump attire. Um, but I don't think anyone should have been tricked to be going into the Capitol on January 6th. Oh, I mean, if you listen to Ray Epps and the video footage of him repeatedly, we got to go into the Capitol, into the Capitol, into the Capitol, over and over again. And yet for some reason, Ray Epps just walks free. And he's in Arizona right now. And he's fine. When they throw the book at all of these people, that were in the Capitol on January 6th. I don't know why he hasn't been charged or why. Or how about they have literally a photo of the Michigan Republican gubernatorial candidate, Ryan Kelly, and yet he gets arrested for this stupidest misdemeanor crimes and charges going. Like I said, folks, you can't go anywhere on any specific day anymore. If you're a Republican, no, of course you can't do that. I mean, it's just, it's pretty, it's pretty interesting to me, folks. A lot of people, I mean, have just totally forget about it. We need to have these January 6th hearings. We don't care about the background of it. It was Donald Trump who incited an insurrection into our capital. I mean, it's just so stupid. It really, the whole narrative, like I said, even Rachel Maddow, even Liz Cheney, who sits on the so-called January 6th committee, was saying that this was pre-planned. So then how did Donald Trump incite an insurrection if it was pre-planned again the american people are sick and tired of hearing about it um harry and ten um on propaganda news cnn with the title senior D data reporter just um was on with uh, anderson cooper about a uh, few hours ago and he says biden's approval rating on biden inflation is awful he's doing worse than jimmy carter Jimmy Carter, who, I mean, just must be loving every single second of the Joe Unity Biden administration. Um, University of Michigan and their Consumer Sentiment Index. Listen to this. They now, which, by the way, Consumer Sentiment Index, sort of how the American people view what's going on currently in the economy and what the future of the economy will look like. The wor so the second worst on record, right, was in May of 1980. Again, Jimmy Carter. The third worst was in April of 1980. The current worst, by the way, Consumer Sentiment Index has been around since 1952. The worst, folks, and this is, again, the University of Michigan, Propaganda News, CNN reporting on it. The worst, folks, today, this month of 2022, boy, Joe, yet another record that Joe Unity Biden has broken. Now, uh, the Daily Caller has an article out earlier today saying, quote, we asked all 50 Democratic senators if they would endorse Biden in 2024. Guess what? Only five, five out of all the Democrats in the United States Senate currently said yes a definitive 100 percent absolutely yes um all daily caller contacted all 50 senate democrats repeatedly and asked if they would support biden in 2024 spokesperson for senate majority leader and democratic new york senator charles e schumer responded to the daily caller with one word yes 
Spokespeople for Democratic Senators Tim Kaine of Virginia, Jack Reed of Rhode Island, responded, yes. Spokes, uh, uh, Democratic New Jersey Senator Cory Booker, also known as Senator Spartacus, also said, yeah, Senator Booker supports President Biden for re-election. He, think he, should, he thinks he should run again in 2024. Democratic Delaware Senator Chris Coons, spokesperson, answered the Daily Caller's inquiry with a reference to the senator's recent comments. Quote, it's my understanding that the president intends to seek a second term, and I understand why. Adding that Biden's leadership on the world. Listen to this. I mean, how, how can, where are the examples of this? This is what Senator Chris Coons said. Biden's leadership on the world stage has been impressive with what? Remember when he said he was going to hold China accountable for COVID? When does that happen? What has been, remember when Russia invaded Ukraine on the world stage and Joe Unity Biden didn't do a single thing? What about Afghanistan and the surrender in Afghanistan? Was that impressive on the world stage? I mean, you have to be a blithering idiot to even say something like that. Karine Jean-Pierre, who says, um, um, uh, uh, yeah, uh, well, we haven't been asked this question for a long time when it came to baby formula. That was a real good answer, right? She's great at her job. Anyway, she tweets yesterday, to be clear, as the president has said repeatedly, he plans to run in 2024. Um, now, the other, as far as the other 45 Democratic senators, it, right now, currently in the United States Senate, none, none of those 45 responded to several inquiries from the Daily Caller. They said the Daily Caller also contacted the White House about the number of Senate Democrats who said they would uh, endorse Biden in 2024, to which they did not immediately respond. So, I don't, folks, I don't know if Joe's going to run in 2024, but it seems like right now, and remember the New York Slimes piece as well, remember now this happening here, I, I don't know if even some Democrats are going to support him for that. Um, now, Hunter Biden, right, who, uh, suppo- you know, we heard is like Joe's, one of Joe's closest advisors as far as um, uh, Hunter believes, he had this audio come out, quote, Newly released audio footage found on Hunter Biden's laptop purportedly show President Biden's son saying the president would, quote, talk about anything that Hunter wanted him to. This is in the Washington Examiner. Audio uh, plays like this, quote, he'll talk about anything that I want him to, that he believes in. And, quote, if I say it's important to me, then he will work a way in which to make it a platform, a part of his platform. My dad respects me more than he respects anyone in the world. I mean, Joe, that's not really a good judge of character there, pal. He says, uh, and I know that to be certain. So it's not going to be about whether it affects his politics. Quote, all those fears that you think that I have of people not liking me or that I don't love myself, I don't fear that. You know why I don't fear that? Because the man I most admire in the world, that God to me, that uh, that God to me thinks I'm a God. I'm like, oh my goodness gracious. Maybe I tell you what, maybe that that sort of explains Russia, 
uh, and Ukraine and doing nothing with China. I don't know, folks. You know, when you got a Biden family here that has sold the United States out to plenty of different countries all over the world, maybe that explains what's going on. Again, when do we start to question Joe Unity Biden's motives? And uh, this is Hunter again. And my brother did too, and the three of us. It was literally, I had to, I had the support to know that I can do anything. Oh, he also, uh, <laughs> Biden, Hunter also said when it was came to his crack addiction that his father was scared to death and told him, quote, effing stop. How about that? Imagine, Joe, remember CBS News also reported that Joe ran after Hunter Biden and said, oh, would you, would you please just stop? What can I do? Right. I, by the way, folks, you've seen Joe Unity Biden. So have I. You think Joe Unity Biden is running anywhere? I don't believe so. He himself earlier got very, very upset. President Biden yelled angrily into the microphone uh, earlier today over accusations about his reckless spending. Quote, we spent a lot of money. Let's compare the facts. Under my predecessor, the deficit exploded rising every single year and all the benefit going to the top 1%, basically, so he's got to say basically because he knows it's not true. Under my plan last year, we cut the deficit $350 billion. Oh, okay, so he says, here's what um, Congressional Budget Office says, though. After Biden passed the American, because he always talks about the American Rescue Plan, right? The deficit was expected to drop by $124 billion. But the legislation, though, according to the Congressional Budget Office, it's actually expected to raise the national debt by $3.8 trillion by 2031. Then Joe Unity Biden also signed the bipartisan $1.2 trillion with a T infrastructure bill, which the CBO estimated would add $256 billion to the nation's debt over 10 years. Also attempted, unsuccessfully, to pass his Build Back Better legislation, which intended to provide a $273 billion tax credit for daycare and early childhood education, a social safety net provision that would add a child tax credit and expand Obamacare. Well, the Congressional Budget Office estimated legislation would add $367 billion to the national deficit. And guess what, folks? Now, again, remember, these are all Democratic and Joe, you need Biden plans. But what does Joe say? The problem is Republicans in Congress are doing everything they can to stop my plans to bring down costs on ordinary families. That's why my plan is not finished, and that's and why the results aren't finished either, he says. Again, folks, the most powerful man in the entire world who has full control of everything, again, what does he do? Blame Republicans. Blame Donald Trump. The Biden blame game continues. Folks, I wonder if Hunter's advising him to do that. Anyway, we have eight. Today is the 820th day of slowing the spread. This disastrous Biden administration now has 950 days left for all of us to endure. Thank you, as always, for listening to the program, folks. Never a bad day to be an American.